Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. By the way, with you tonight, it's Ian. And Matt. And Joa. Gigi is on the line in South Carolina. Go ahead, Gigi. Good evening, everyone. How do you know it's always me? We got you on uh, caller ID here. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, boy. Nothing like my privacy being violated, huh, gentlemen? Let's hear it for civil liberties. Speaking of which, last Thursday night I called and was livid and outraged about the police who murdered in Los Angeles an educator because they used excessive force tasing him over and over until he went into cardiac arrest. What was blasted all over the news, the media, and the newspapers, and the radio, and the internet all day today, the black man that was beaten to death and pepper sprayed repeatedly by Mm. five police officers in Memphis. So, gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts. Federal charges are going to come against all of these people. Nah, not likely. State charges for violating his civil rights. Let's hear I it don't for know. our boys in blue, excessive <laughs> force. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, consider me skeptical, funny. Gigi. It's not funny. No, it's, it's definitely serious. not. It's definitely it's not. But, but unfortunately, these cops are killing people in the United States to the tune of over a thousand victims it's a per year. And it's sick. Yeah, and the and sad part is nobody's doing anything in state government, federal no. government. Oh, they're not going to. Government. It's a disgrace. Excessive force, negligence, failure to administer first aid in a timely fashion. And how do you like this? The prosecutor charged the five cops in Memphis with aggravated kidnapping. I hope all of our listeners this evening understand exactly what aggravated kidnapping means because it's a serious charge. Well, let's hear it. Yeah, what is it? What is aggravated, aggravated kidnapping? Aggravated kidnapping refers to when you, as a police officer or anyone, prevents mobility of an individual. That is known as legally as kidnapping. However, when it's levied with the adjective aggravated kidnapping, there are means of physical and or mental and or sexual abuse or a combination thereof. He was tortured by being beaten and pepper sprayed over and over, Mm -hmm. just like the school teacher that was tased over and over in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, there's so many stories like this, Gigi, it and it, it is frustrating. It it's should. very frightening, ladies and gentlemen. That's normal. You're wearing your seatbelt, you're driving in your car, and you get pulled over for an alleged traffic violation. Yeah. And that could mean not complying with remembering to put your turner on when you want to change lanes. Let's get into the story here from Project Veritas, where uh, the videos they've been revealing in the last couple of years in relation to what really goes on behind the scenes at companies like Pfizer uh, with regard to the COVID situation have been quite eye-opening. 
and they've got another one that they just came out with recently. Yeah, I didn't know there was a second one. The follow-up I haven't seen. That's very that sounds great. So, uh, Joe, you've not seen any of this stuff, right? With the I just saw a clip when you mentioned it earlier, but yeah, go okay. ahead. Okay, all right. So, Project Veritas, as you as you know, if you're uh, you know if you listen to the show for a little while, we've talked about some of their work, and they do undercover camera work. And the way they seem to do it is they manage to, and I don't know how, I'm not sure, they've never revealed their secrets, obviously, but somehow they manage to get these executives and people working at these different, uh, Pfizer's obviously what they're doing right now, but they had like some other lady from a hospital once, and I forget some of the other businesses they've targeted, but they managed to get Twitter, I think. They did some Twitter once before yes, Elon Musk took yeah. over. Uh, they managed to get these people to somehow respond in some online dating capacity to, I don't know, you know tw- Tinder or however they're doing it or Grinder or whatever. But Grinder so- likely. Yeah, somehow they f- they figure out where these executives and uh, workers are are going for their dates, and they put one of their dudes, <laughs> one of their Project Veritas guys, on the the Grinder, and they somehow attract. These guys to It'd be easy to do actually. All you gotta do is hang out outside of Pfizer mm-hmm. with your grinder app on and just you know not that I know grinder, uh, but like just <laughs> I'm just saying dating apps in general, like you can do like, you know, closest to me. I'll, I didn't I think, know that was a thing. And grinder, um I know this because of uh, the uh Predator Poacher mm-hmm. videos that I watch. They do a lot of sting operation on Grinder. Mm-hmm. It actually, you can turn your location on so people can see where you're at. Oh, okay. Because that makes sense then. Because I, I, this had always bewildered me. I mean, these guys are in like New York City. I could not understand how they could somehow randomly get these people to no joke. That's zero how they're doing it. That must so, be how they're doing Yeah, it. that makes a lot of sense because like obviously you don't want to just tell – the average person I would think that is looking for an online date probably doesn't want people to know where they are. But you know, an app like Grindr, that's just for hookups in, as I understand it. So those types of people probably are more likely to appreciate a feature that would allow the other person to know where they are or generally in what vicinity they are because they want you know convenience right, right? Exactly. like just a, just a hookup app okay so that it's makes like, I, hey i just walked past you want to hook up yeah yeah so that that makes sense uh so that's probably what they're doing here but they actually get the person to go on dates and they have undercover cameras uh, or at least one undercover camera on their their body during these dates and they get them to say some of the most outrageous and revealing things here. So this latest story is about a Pfizer executive named Jordan Tristan Walker, who claims in this video, according to ProjectVeritas.com, it's about a 10-minute long video, uh, he claims that Pfizer is quote-unquote thinking about mutating the COVID virus. Pfizer doing, I guess, to optimize, you know, the vaccines now. Oh, we actually have a meeting about that today. So there's a lot. Really? They're doing. No. I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants. 
What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. We're exploring, like, now, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate ourselves so we can actively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company. Yeah, so we already uh, heard that part, and so they he does clarify that they're just quote unquote thinking about it. So there's no like they're not doing it according to him. They're just discussing that. In other words, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, could very well be. Uh, whether they'll actually admit that or not, because we're going to get into what happens when this guy uh, Jordan is confronted. Because it's this is video number one. I got to come around and look at this. Video number two. Well, it's I'm not playing the conf- confrontation yet, but video okay. video number two is where uh, the Project Veritas founder guy James, I think is his name, James uh, he, O'Keefe. Yeah, James O'Keefe. Yeah. So like they confront this guy in a restaurant in New York City, <laughs> like while he was on the next date. <laughs> this oh guy, God. James O'Keefe, the dude goes to the bathroom or something and James O'Keefe walks in and like lays an iPad down and just starts asking him questions about what it was that he said. Uh, so there's a little bit more here about them testing on monkeys. Here's here's more. So the way that we're thinking about it, don't tell anyone this You gotta probably show tell you. You gotta probably show tell So um the way it would work is like we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively like cause them to keep infecting each other. And we collect serial samples from them and then the ones that are more infectious, like the virus, we'll put them in another monkey and just constantly actively mutate it. That's one way. Okay. Or you can even do like directed like simulation, which like we and they just sample what the different like um, like uh, proteins on the surface of the virus look like over time. Okay. So then you can see the mutation. Then you can kind of force it to mutate in a certain way you want. Okay. But you have to be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know goes everywhere. Something Which crazy. Is the way that the virus started and moving on. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like yeah, I know. COVID virus experimentation on live monkeys. This is unethical, to say the least, and Walker describes those experiments as if they are ongoing and not simply a hypothetical discussion. So, I mean, when is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out. Because this is just like something we're trying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's... It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution? Directed evolution. Directed evolution, okay. <laughs> well, so, I mean, is that what it is? Maybe. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do gain function research with the viruses. Like, yeah. They run them off. But you do, like, these, like, selected threshold mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research on the about that. I don't know how that's going to work. Okay, there he actually admits that they're doing that kind of research. Yep. And now I, you know, I don't know. I did hear something about this gain of function a couple of years ago. I have no recollection of exactly what that means. That's where the, the I think that's where they're accusing the uh, scientists of actively making the diseases stronger mm, and stronger. Making it worse. Yeah, like uh, concentrating them. Let me give you some more of the original video here. Yeah. So that's why they're thinking, like, if you do it control in the lab, then you say, oh, this is an epitope. And so then if it comes out later on, like, in the public, you already have a vaccine kind of working on it. 
Oh my god, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the, like the best business model though? Like, just control nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works. <laughs> what do you mean if it works? Because like some of the times there were just mutations that pop up, right? And we're not prepared for it, like with Delta or Omicron, right? And things like that. So. Who knows? I mean, either way, it's going to be a cash cow. COVID is probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. He's got a big smile, like a smurmy, smarmy kind of smile on his face as he's listening to the questions before he answers them. Just the, the whole demeanor and attitude of this guy is just so slimy and so scummy. He's dirtbag. Yeah. You know, one of my, one of my, the, 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 like the good parts about this is that you know, the people who run the world, the new world order, if you will, mm-hmm. are not stupid. But a lot of their soldiers are absolute morons. Oh, yeah, he's just running his mouth. They, you know, they're just get a few drinks in idiots. Yep, yep, just give him some booze and off he goes. Here's more. Well, yeah, I obviously like <laughs> Well, I think the whole, you know, I think the whole, like, research of the viruses and mutating it, like, would be the ultimate, like, cash cow. Yeah. Now, you would think that creating viruses to sell the vaccine would be illegal, but no. The pharmaceutical industry, as Walker puts it, is, quote, a revolving door for all government officials, unquote. A revolving door for all government officials? Wow. Yeah, for any industry, though. So, like, in the pharma industry, all the government uh, officials who, like, you know, review our drugs, especially yeah. come work for pharma companies. Like, the military, like, all the, like, army and defense, like, government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. And he's absolutely right about that. That is, a, that's a fact. Uh, and as he's pointing out, it affects more than just the pharmaceutical industry, the military, and, you know, you fill in the blank, whatever regulatory structure there is. A lot of times, those very same regulators are owned by the companies that they regulate. Yep. And in many cases, they actually go and collect a private paycheck from those very companies mm-hmm. when they leave their government positions yep. and so on and, and so forth. The uh, The revolving door... It certainly applies to like pharmaceutical drugs, like addictive uh, drugs, like Oxycontin, Vicodin, uh, all these, uh, you know, fentanyl and whatever else they have. These are made for to create addicts so they can keep the customer. That's a different kind of revolving door, but yep. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's they want you on their product for the rest of your life. And that's absolutely how they've set up the whole COVID situation. Oh, yeah, well, and, you know, there's conspiracy theorists out there who say that the cures for cancer and all kinds of things are already out there and well-known and probably patented and socked away so nobody will ever be able to make them. So here's what Malone says. Malone, physician, scientist, and author, to get his take on the comments made by Jordan Walker. You're gaining function. You're creating a new function in virus one by adding elements from virus two, infecting one monkey and then another monkey. That's called serial passage. That appears to have been one of the technologies deployed in the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the humanized mouse strains that I believe were obtained from uh, EcoHealth Alliance. That's an example of directed evolution. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris and arrogance and immaturity. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that 
uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard mm-hmm. for the human toll. It's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible for Pfizer to circumvent international or national law? I think that is undeniable. Absolutely. I mean, just ignoring what they're doing to the poor monkeys. Yeah, right. Right. Look what they're willing to do to the monkeys in order to test their gain of function or quote unquote directed evolution research. If they're willing to do that to uh, poor innocent monkeys, they're certainly willing to test drugs on the people. Definitely. Right. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably worldwide. Pfizer has completed regulatory capture, is quite proud of it. With governments turning a blind eye and Pfizer hiding information from the public, this is an ongoing story. Be brave, do something, spread these videos, and stay tuned. According to Project Veritas on an update, so after they released this video, they then said that uh, it had been, oh wait, was it Project Veritas? You know what, I don't know if I can say this. I know for sure this happened with uh, the folks over at uh, the Canadian, uh, what's it, the Canadian News Company, I'm spacing on Rebel News? Yeah, thank you, Rebel News. They were at uh, World Economic Forum. They said their videos were getting banned on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram, but Twitter was the one place that you could actually go to to Mm. watch these videos. So kudos to uh, Elon Musk for being a little more freedom of speech oriented. He's not truly freedom of speech oriented. He was really commenting on them, too. Was Uh, he? Oh, yeah. Really, like, revealing stuff of his position. Well, of course, Twitter's been revealing all kinds of its own uh, secret files in the last several weeks now at this point with the Twitter files that have been coming out. I want to get into the part two of this, which is the most outrageous part, is how this guy who you just heard make all kinds of statements about what was going on at Pfizer. What is his excuse? He's going to have one. Hey there. Is this seat taken? (laughs) You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date. I lied. That's his excuse for what he said on the video that we just played for you, the 10-minute video where he's making all kinds of claims about uh, directed evolution and testing on monkeys and that they're considering (laughs) mutating the virus. So his defense of being a dirtbag is... He's a he's dirt, a dirt bag. bag. Yeah. Yeah. Do you buy that one, guys? Do you think he's... Uh, oh, I believe him. You believe him that he's, oh, a, he was a, he's lying? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Vaccine good. What do you think, I, John? I think the guy is, uh, you know, very scouted for his job position and that, you know, they're not going to hire people that are, you know, aware of what's going on or care about society and stuff. They're just going to put these sort of um, certain attitude type people in there. I, I can only imagine what kind of toxic uh, atmosphere Pfizer must have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy is working there. Uh, it's a great point. In fact, so in the longer version of this, where so this is just quick clips, right, of, of what the, the full video shows, he goes a little further and makes the claim that all guys do this. All guys try to, uh, all guys will lie to try to impress their date. 
this is a normal thing that uh, that guys do. I can't relate. I I can't either. I I'd walk right out. I don't lie. You know, there's no point in lying to somebody if you if you actually care about the person, right? Or you become you know close to that person, they're going to find out uh, that you lied to them. Maybe it's a thing that guys do when they just want to have sex or something, but. But again, this did, never, never had to do that either. You know, it's not revealed if Project Veritas uh, is going to that extent, right? Like we know that they're having these dates, but uh, you know, you wouldn't think that their undercover guy is actually having sex on the first date. Because remember, they came back for a second, maybe even a third date right. here, and so that suggests to me that this guy is. You know, if he's after sex, he's certainly willing to go through multiple dates to try to get it. This, this, I don't think was just a you know one night stand, yeah, uh, one night stand kind of hookup. He's playing the playing the long game, right? So, no, you are a dishonest person, and you're admitting that in this video, dude. But to say that that's just a normal with behavior, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's his bad. excuse uh, for this. Here's more. Please, this is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Why don't, are you doing don't this? Don't tell anybody. Who is just working at a company to literally yeah. help yeah. the public? Yeah. You f- so there's a bizarre sequence in the longer uh, version of this where he seems to be connected to some extent to this restaurant. So as you might imagine, the restaurant staff they don't want this going on. In their restaurant. Oh, I mean, yeah, this is bad. The restaurant's fairly empty, so there's not a whole lot of people around to you know witness it besides maybe the staff and maybe two other customers or something. So there's not a lot of people around, but they still don't want this going on in their restaurant. They certainly don't want video of this getting out there, that this is happening in their restaurant. So you could understand the restaurateur, the owner or the manager or whoever comes over and she asks James O'Keefe and his crew. He's got at least two camera guys. He's got the undercover guy who's recording, and he's got another guy with an open camera uh, who's recording as well. And so she asks them to leave. And, you know, normally if you get asked to leave by a business owner, you should probably respect their request and you should leave the building. But what happens here is Jordan, this guy, he demands that they stay. He's calling the police, and he doesn't want them to leave the building because he wants the police to come and save him from them or something like that. Arrest them, presumably, for uh, recording video. I actually went to the longer-form video, and I found some clips that don't have him cursing because he loses his mind when he's confronted by James O'Keefe from Project Veritas and they they throw in some bleeps in this video, but they're always too late. So the full word that he says is in there. So I wanted to make sure I didn't play that part on the air here because we are on broadcast radio. But here's where he makes his excuse for what he was saying in the first undercover video. Oh, the video's not there. Hang on. Got it right here. Here we go. Please. I was lying to impress Here, just, just, was it true what, what you said? What is this? No. I literally was on a birthday with a guy, and like normal men, you lie to impress a date. Mutating Please. viruses? Do you, do you, do you not work for Pfizer? This guy. I thought he was a date. Sir, do you not? So he, he indicates, so he indicates the guy that was the undercover. He's in the room. The undercover guy is there. He's got a video camera. And that's when they start putting up the images from his profile, I, I've never been on LinkedIn, so I'm just going to guess that this is uh, LinkedIn, and it shows his name, Jordan Walker, Director, Scientific Operational, blah, 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 and then it's got his Pfizer.com email address right there. And then they put up, subsequently after this, they put up three other graphics that show him 
working for Pfizer, as he's claiming in this video that he doesn't work for Pfizer, claiming that he's just lying to his date so he can get into bed with him. That's what, He didn't say a single thing that was true. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a moment. I think he's being very true. Very, very true and honest when he was talking. I mean, that was, you know, it's clear that he had, you know, a lot to say about how things functioned at the top, about mm-hmm. the regulators and all that. I mean, there's, there's no need to lie about that stuff. It's true. Yep. He was absolutely telling the truth there. Uh, whether or not he was telling the truth about the rest of it, I mean, could he have been embellishing for his date? Perhaps. Maybe, but the things he was embellishing about sound pretty logical and feasible. And yeah. Like likely. the kind of insane stuff that you would think that an evil medical pharmaceutical Just company a bunch of mad scientists. Uh, would be doing. And why would that impress a date? Why would getting why would talking about monkeys infecting them on purpose with various different maladies and then making it worse for them? Why would that like turn on your date? And I, and I don't think you know the guy who was receiving those responses from what's his name Tristan Jordan Tristan mm-hmm. Walker didn't sound like he was being impressed by it no. and needed more. He was just asking very blandly, actually asking questions. And the, he's asking the right questions to get this guy to spill the beans. And he just kept going, like, yeah. excitedly and passionately pouring into it. He wasn't impressed, like, clearly wasn't being impressed by no. it, but he kept, the, the, the answer guy started, you know, just pouring it out there anyway. Why, why so. would you think that saying, oh, yeah, we're considering, we're, we're considering mutating the COVID virus so we can make more vaccines in the future before they actually the virus hits the scene. Yeah, why would you like that's not that's not impressive. David, you're on uh, Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Fantastic, fantastic content, guys. Um, well, Project Veritas have, deserves most of the credit here. We're just analyzing it, but go ahead with your thoughts. Well, having it on the, having it on the radio, having it on nationally syndicated radio is fantastic because yeah. Lord knows that it's not going to get played anywhere else. Probably not. But, uh, Matt, why are you using Google? That is uh, not very good because you know you're either going to get biased opinions or you're not going to get anything at all. Yeah, you know what's even uh, worse? I have a that? Google phone. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, have an, I have an Android, but I've, uh, I've made it all free and open source software. No, so I, I, I actually have Google uh-huh. Fi as my provider. <laughs> so oh, I. I'm not even kidding. It's awful. So <laughs> does Ian. I'm yeah. Shut you down yet? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I hope they don't. It's uh, the reason I have this phone is because I have free international. It's uh, you know, and every once in a while I travel. It's nice. Up, I, it's nice it to is, have that. You know, and and not that I travel internationally, but I I was tired of driving anywhere near the Vermont Canadian border and, getting, and losing your signal. And, and no, not losing my signal. Getting charged five bucks for every time my oh. phone decided to tap a Canadian tower. Right. So uh, I dumped U.S. cellular uh, for that reason. Try out. Uh, try out. Sierks. S e a r x. Dot B-E, um, You're going to have to spell that one more time. What? Um, S-E-A-R-X dot B-E. What is it? It's a meta search engine. So what it does is it takes uh, a bunch of search engines and correlates the, all the results together. So it's like it searches like DuckDuckGo and Yahoo and Google and Bing and a bunch of other like Wikipedia and a bunch of stuff all at the same time. Oh, that sounds like Dogpile. Yeah, that's basically what it does, but it's a free and open source software, so you can run hmm. it on your own server if you want. Wow, that's really cool. I like it. 
Yeah, it says here um, it is a privacy-respecting, hackable meta-search engine. Uh, definitely worth oh, a shot. Yeah, that's good to hear about. Yeah, I'll give it a shot because I've been pretty disappointed with the Brave search. It just has not been giving me the results that I've been looking for. It's crazy how these browsers get compromised. It works out pretty well for me. And my other thought was maybe Project, if Twitter is the only place that Project Veritas is getting uh, video plays, maybe they ought to create a uh, create an account on social.freetalklive.com. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Can you even upload video? <laughs> I've never tried it. I guess you probably <laughs> can. I don't know what the limits are on that, if you, you can. can um, the instance admin, so UEN would have to actually, uh, like, uh, increase the fo- the size because I think mm. by default it's like forty megabytes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So by default it wouldn't work, but uh, but they could they could create an account and link somewhere else to, sure. to a video like on their on their website. Or yeah, something. they do have video on their own website. Uh, although the second video that we've been playing here with the the guy from Pfizer, Jordan Walker, freaking out isn't even on their website. It's only on their Twitter account hmm. uh, right now. But yeah, thank you for plugging uh, social.freetalklive.com. We are expecting an upgrade there to version four of Mastodon. I don't know what features that will bring. Maybe better video support or something like that. Uh, but I was th- actually the one who asked you about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was supposed to happen Monday, and it didn't, and it hasn't happened yet, so I'm hoping sometime this week. But my, my guy is on it. Don't know what the delays are, uh, but we'll, we'll get her done at some point. Veritas has at least four or five people uh, on this scene. One of them has the iPad. He snatches the iPad away, slams, like, sort of, it falls to the ground, and then he dives for it. So Jordan Walker, the Pfizer guy, goes down on his knees and is like trying to protect or grab or do something to this iPad. It's as though he believes that the one copy of this video of, <laughs> is of on that iPad is on this iPad He's and destroying he evidence. must destroy <laughs> this one copy. He that that's the only thing he could possibly be yeah. thinking here. He's literally groveling like he's on his hands and he's smashing this thing. Yeah. So it goes on here. So and this is and this is after he says, "Please leave me alone," or "Please stop recording me." It's like they're trying to leave, dude. But you said they shouldn't leave, and then the owner of the business locks them in. Now you want them to leave. Yeah, turn off your camera so I can assault you, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's uh, here's the rest of it. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. Unlock the door. Okay, so he said, "Oh, he's assaulting me. He hit my head." Is what he says. And so what's going on at the time in the video is he's still on the ground. He's still like grabbing for the iPad. And of course, the Veritas people are trying to get their property back. Right. So they're trying to like move him away from the iPad so they can get their property back. And they don't hit him in the head or anything like that. He's (laughs) fine. He's just yelling. This is okay. He says, "Do not record me." He's now on his feet, smashes the thing again. The first time you could say he was just trying to grab it and it fell. Now he's got the iPad again and just gives it a full-on throw at the ground. He throws it at the ground. Yeah, yeah. As he's saying, as he's yelling, "Do not record me." Now, Joe, you've recorded a a lot of people over the years. Uh, You know, what's your What's your feeling about this situation? Because this is a this is a really bizarre situation. Like, I do some recording as well. I've done a lot of it as well. But my general rule is, if I'm in a private business, 
I'm not going to just record without the business's consent most of the time. However, and I think the way, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, however, like it, if something happens that's crazy like yeah. this, somebody's getting violent, there's some sort of dangerous police interaction or whatever, I will not ask permission. I will just go ahead and record. Yeah, that's when that camera comes also, out. Also, yeah. I think there's another weighing uh, opinion to that, which would be if you are going to change the world and reveal lies that have been destroying humanity, you know, then I think you should have every right to record that and expose it. You know, yeah. Whistleblowing. Well, I think there's different circumstances here, right? So you've got different types of video. You've got the first video is undercover recording. It's just two guys at a table. The person, uh, Jordan Tristan Walker from Pfizer, he's the quote-unquote victim, the target, if you will, of the undercover recording. You can't really tell where they are. The The background is fairly right. nondescript. It's just a wall. So I don't find that to be particularly invasive to the business there. Um, but actually coming in with like a camera crew. So what's going on in the, the con- confrontation video is you got one guy outside with a video camera. You got two guys inside with uh, with cameras and they're converging on a customer in a business. I find like, I think that's kind of a tacky, even though I'm enjoying the hell out of the video, just from a <laughs> from a respecting yeah. the business, <laughs> totally from a respecting the business's property kind of move. I don't think that's a cool thing to do, per se. Right. I don't but, like I'm just arguing the point that they are trying to reveal something that's going to like help the world. Yeah, sure. And it's like these are these are, you know, a point where, you know, any you'd go to any lengths to try to expose things, expose the uh, yeah. you know, these terrible terrible things. You no, know? I think you're right about that. I I think that uh I think they're within their rights to do it. You've been fighting it out with the police in Goffstown, not physically, but uh, Goffstown police. <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, you were arrested a few months ago back at a, a pr- kind of a protest that was happening outside of a Senate debate here in New Hampshire. And a uh, Senate candidate, a, a uh, U.S. Senate candidate named Don Bolduck, falsely yeah. accused you of hitting him multiple times. All over the news. Oh, my God. Yeah, it blew up. The story went you know, almost international, and that uh, resulted in you being charged with not assault, but trespass and so-called disorderly conduct. You're expecting yeah. to go to trial on that within the next couple of weeks. And well, Thursday, next Thursday. It's, it's right? that soon. Wow. Yeah, February okay. 2nd. Next Thursday, February 2nd. And so you are gearing up for a trial that you're going to be taking on pro se. You do not have an attorney. Uh, at this nope. point, you've reached it's out. It's been hard because of uh, their con- conflict of interest in the GOP. Mm-hmm. You uh, you reached out to the Goffstown, New Hampshire Police Department initially, right after the incident occurred, and yep. of course they continued to cover for their buddy Don Bolduck, who also happens to be, I believe, a part-time police officer of another police department in Hampton Beach. Yeah, wait, and- Bolduck is a cop. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Did huh? not know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not uncommon for military guys to go and moonlight as cops. Yeah, but isn't back, he like right? 70 years yeah, old? He's old. He's old. He's like at least in his late 60s. So he's uh, also a future member of the Lori list. You hear about that? <laughs> that uh, you have to explain what that list is. The Lori list is uh, 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 police officers that can't be trusted because they've lied on police reports or uh, to the police or. 
uh, on the stand. So oh, so you're going to make him a future member of the Lori list? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, we it. know he lied on the scene when he claimed oh, Joe yeah. hit him. On video. He hit me. He hit me. He hit me at least three or four times. We know that mm-hmm. was a lie. In fact, the cops know because they didn't charge him with assault. Like, the cops knew that there was no hit. Yep. Otherwise, they would have tried to charge him, and there clearly wasn't. So uh, you're going to try to get him up on the stand. We don't have you know a whole lot of details on what's going to happen at this trial, but it should be interesting. I'm hoping to be able to attend it and uh, and get video of this because it's well, you know, I was one of the people who saw this thing go down in the in the first place. It was luckily witnessed by multiple people. There were multiple angles, camera angles. Uh, that recorded this this particular interaction. I suspect some of that vid- uh, video footage is going to get play uh, at this trial. But update us on what's going on because you recently reached out again to Goffstown Police after they initially uh, yes. their, one of their investigators, quote unquote, covered for Don Bullduck. And yep. uh, it, what's what's going on now? So I called the Attorney General, and they suggested that I talk to the chief so he can reinvestigate it before the AG looks at it. And uh, so I called the chief. We had a conversation. He was bringing up hypotheticals and all this, like, you know, weird. I I just, it was was just strange, okay? But uh, when it came to the, uh, my assault complaint, he uh, really heard me. He really listened to what I had to say about it. Hmm. And he's going to re-review it. And this was, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago or like a little over a week ago. And tomorrow is the deadline that he promised me that mm. he'll have it ready tomorrow. The camera makes rats scatter. That's mm. what we like to say. Um, so it, it's uh, it's a great tool to reveal truth, and you know people just are not used to it. You know he hides in uh, shadows. He he talks in private. He doesn't even know what it's like. You know in the real world. So, yeah, we've seen this know. so many times where and, and it's not even necessarily like government scumbags or this Pfizer scumbag or whatever. There's a, a certain type of person who if you got a camera in public, they will like come at you. Yep. And then they will yell at you for recording them, even though you weren't even necessarily recording them. You're just like in the park recording something else and they just happen to be in the shot or whatever. And they'll just make a beeline straight up to you, and then they'll say, "Get the camera out of my face," even though it's they an walked ego up. Ego revealer. You yeah, know? yeah. Even though they walked right up to you, <laughs> it's like, "Well, you came up and got in my face, and then started yelling at me to get the camera out of your face." And the the funny part about it is, there's always immediate proof of it because you got it's the footage. On camera. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you have to wonder why people are like that. I mean, do they think that the camera's going to steal their soul or something like that? Why are people so crazy about Well, even cameras? the Amish don't freak out when you, you know, take video Is of them right? driving their carts by. They don't stop and say, take your, you know, take your Satan's eyeball off of me or anything. You know, <laughs> they just keep going. All right, so here's the remainder of uh, the Project Veritas confrontation. Come on. We're, we're in New York City. This is remarkable what you just witnessed here. Uh, He's finally outside. Restaurant. They finally opened the doors. Come on, guys. Where's the Where's the car? Where's the vehicle? Keep walking. Come on. This is insane. You just witnessed one of the most remarkable interactions ever. Do we have the iPad? So we're getting into the vehicle now. Where's our car? All right. So in this scene, there's there's text on the screen describing what is uh, is going on. So James O'Keefe and most of his crew have left. They were finally let out of the the building. They took off. They didn't wait for the cops to show up, which would have been more interesting had they waited for the cops to show up. The cops do show up, 
And the Veritas uh, crew did leave one of their crew members behind to observe and possibly talk to the police about what what went on. The text on the screen during this scene says, Walker, that's the Pfizer guy, desperately tried to stop a car he believed was crewed by Veritas. So just some random SUV happens to be leaving uh, the scene at this point. And the guy runs out into the streets... <laughs> To try to prevent this car from leaving whatever this area of New York City was. He puts his arms out to the side, literally stands in front of some car, trying to determine whether or not it's actually the Project Veritas people. So once again, trying to, like, detain people wrongfully. This is nuts. Yeah. He's tripling down. Sure is. (laughs) So... Then uh, the police finally He's show charging up. charging the guy, charging, charging, charging. I can't make an arrest at this point if you don't have the, the victim right here. Okay. If he was here, you'd arrest that guy? If he was here, yes. Oh, then we could just walk away then. Not worry about it. If, as, if that's what you guys want to do, then yes. And that's the end of the video. Bonnie, is this you? Hi. Yeah, this is Bonnie. I just want to say this is definitely the most fascinating of all the Project Veritas uh, reveal things they've done. And my other thought about it is, does a person who was lying the whole time care enough about the video of them making up a bunch of lies to, like, grab the iPad and throw it on the ground? Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because for for listeners just tuning in, the Pfizer guy, his excuse for what he said in in the first video from Project Veritas was, oh, well, I was just telling lies like every guy does on a date to impress their date. It's like, why would you lie about those horrible things you were saying you were doing? That makes absolutely no sense. Now, Bonnie, you're saying, and if he was lying, then why is he freaking out and trying to destroy the evidence? It's like, it makes no sense. I could see him freaking out about getting recorded and being like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, they're going to prove I was lying. But that Mm -hmm. would be a much less big freak out than... You know, yeah. trying to destroy the iPad. And That's stuff. like a and new type of brag. You you may have heard of the the humble, humble brag, brag before, but have you heard of the Hitler brag? <laughs> no. Oh, oh you want to take over the world? That's so hot. <laughs> Kill a whole bunch of people in the process. The other thing I have to say is, it's just not shocking to me at all, considering the guy who founded Merck, the American pharmaceutical company. I I think his last name was Merck. Uh, back in like the forties, he said his dream was to be able to sell drugs to healthy people. Wow. Meaning just get somebody on their medication, even though they're healthy for the rest of their lives, basically. Right. Yeah. And basically they've already gone beyond that. I mean, even I was pretty sure of this, even before um, this interview with this Pfizer guy, they've already gone beyond that. And now they create disease in healthy people via like seed oils and margarine and stuff Mm. like that. Joe is in Maryland. Joe, go ahead. Hi, Ian. Hi, Matt. Hi, Joe. Welcome, How sir. How are you? All righty. Hey, you guys are in my prayers always. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, that Project Veritas thing with that uh, dude from Pfizer. Yeah. If they're evolving the virus so they can put, make antibodies to, uh, uh, what are they called again? Give you shots to uh, vaccines? fight it off or something. Yeah. Well, one, the virus isn't there. Two, they would have to release that virus 
for the people to get infected to have to take the shots. Now, have have you thought about that? Yeah, that's what he was saying basically in this uh, undercover Sounds like a flu shot. Right. They would have to re- release that virus and put another plague on the world. Kill to... people. Mm-hmm. Right. And hey, you got to break like a few said, eggs to make an omelet, right? Uh, yeah. Why don't we break the people who work at Pfizer's? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many of them, by also, the way, are taking the vaccine? I would be curious to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with the uh, seed oil and stuff like that. I think what the seed oil does, it gives you too many omega-6 vitamins there. And what that does is it kind of like cancels out the uh, omega-3s and the omega-9s. And it's a bit of a strain on your heart. Hmm. Also, the plants, their seeds uh, mainly are poisonous. That's to deter animals from, you know, eating them and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So that could be another reason why, you know, certain seed oils are bad for you. Sure, that actually makes a lot of sense. Very good, and, Joe. And, uh, you know, it's uh, pretty rotten what I'm thinking about with that Project Veritas to be given an A-plus for what they did. Yeah, instead they got their offices raided last year in 2021, I think it was. November That's right. of 2021, the federal government, the FBI, raided multiple uh, of their employees. And I believe also James O'Keefe ended up getting uh, getting raided as well. And they they didn't arrest anyone. They just confiscated laptops and cell phones and things like that. Yeah, wasn't that over the, the Biden? Yep, that's the, right. The Hunter diary, the uh, Ashley Biden's diary. Oh, Ashley Biden's yeah. diary. That's yeah, right. That's that oh, we about. don't want to forget about Ashley Biden's diary. That was an intriguing story. Yeah. So they, well, uh, you know, the people from Project Veritas are doing a great job when the government's raiding them. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. That's a good indicator. These, that these you're days, if the FBI is kicking in your door, it probably means you're an A plus star human being. <laughs> I have to say though, uh, Project Veritas, they need to stop using Apple. Major. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you about five cops that just got charged. I think this just popped today. But right quick, I want to jump on this A and W bear business. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to put pants on the bear. Now, if they actually got a live mascot, I want to meet the man whose job it is to put pants, pants on, on the bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I've seen some of these videos from Russia with bears involving bears and like people doing things to bears. And these bears, I don't know if they're trained or they're just, they get along better with people in Russia. But there's one video of a guy like uh, brushing a bear's teeth and the bear's just kind of letting him do it. And then there's another one with this hot chick that's uh, like dancing in front of a like a real bear. Like these aren't guys in bear outfits or whatever. They're real bears, and they just seem to be pretty mellow. I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah, but there's a place in New Hampshire, um, uh, Clark's Bears. They train bears. I mean, it's oh, not really okay. that uncommon, I guess. Yeah, I guess you can do yeah. that. When they when they catch them as cubs, they can become pretty docile. And I know they're smart because their their closest relation is a pig. Mm-hmm. Pigs are damn smart. I believe but it. But anyway, Smokey the Bear, to my knowledge, has always had pants on. I got a little, uh, remember them bottles of bubble bath they used to sell? My yeah. grandma one of Smokey the Bear, and mm-hmm. he's got pants on, and I think it was in the 70s. Yeah, sure. I mean, isn't he dressed as like a forest ranger or something like that, typically? He's got a pair of jeans on and a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's Smokey the Bear, though. That's not Rudy the Bear. No, not Rudy, Smokey. Rudy is the character from A&W? Yeah, the A&W bears Rudy. 
R O O T. Rudy the Root Bear. As in R O O T. Yep. Rudy. Okay. Major. Anything else? Well, I don't. I guess maybe A and W stands for all wore out. He didn't handle no pants no more. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. <laughs> M&M's Mars is a huge company. I mean, these guys are rolling in dough. They're one of the most popular candy companies on the face of the planet. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't need to make a desperate move for revenue. It's a wokeism thing. It's like we're. We're woke. Mm-hmm. We're signaling to the, look at how up to date we are on yeah. the latest thing. It's probably part of the World <laughs> Economic Forum's plot to you know take away everything that everybody owns. So when you're turning be Dean Freeman into a conspiracy theorist, you're probably doing something really, really bad. <laughs> well, I'm not one of their customers either way. I'm not buying M and M's regardless. But here's the update on the story. So from RT.com, where sadly you have to go to get real news. Uh, global confectionery giant Mars announced Monday it will stop using so-called spokes candies in their advertising campaigns. According to the company's statement, the brand's iconic cartoon candy representatives introduced back in the wow in the 50s. I figured it was in the 1990s. I did not uh, realize they were that old. Have been stirring unwelcome controversy, and it was decided to let them go. M&M's Twitter accounts <laughs> said this, quote, In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think <laughs> it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. Therefore, we've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies, according to their statement on their Twitter account. And it's just a statement here as to how sad and how uninteresting people's lives are that they are debating or arguing with one another over the gender of an M&M spokes candy on the internet. I want to read the M&M's one, and then I want to read the A&W one. This is you talking about like press releases? Yeah, or something? it's like it's like a little it's like a little marketing piece. If you look at it this way, the A&W okay. one looks very similar All to right. this. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. And they sound the same. Ameri- it's, this, is this verified actually coming from M&M? This is M&M's one, yeah. This okay. Is, this is America. Let's talk. It's got all the M&M's at the bottom, all the different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, all the characters. And it says, uh, America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. We definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But that's now what get, I just that's read. That's what you just read. Yeah. Therefore, we've decided to take indefinite pause in the spokes candies and blah, blah, blah. The A&W one, America, let's talk. Since, <laughs> since 1963, Rudy the, Rudy the Great Root Bear has been our beloved spokes bear. We know pe- we knew people would notice because he's literally a six foot tall bear wearing an orange sweater. <laughs> but now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Therefore, we have decided that Rudy will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry though, he will remain our official spokes bear. After all, he's an he's an unbearably cute and impossibly <laughs> impossible to re- impossible to be re- to replace. We are confident Rudy will continue to champion good food and good times for many years to come. Now in denim, do they actually have an image of him? Oh yeah, in, they got him wearing denim, pants. Denim. Okay, he's wearing yeah, his. There he is. His pants. There he is. No more May offensive. I suggest putting pants on uh, coconut. <laughs> I don't think he'd like that. <laughs> he's not that kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't even want to wear shoes. He's such a cretin. Yeah. You know, as like a owner of a store, and you don't like a, what a product is doing, uh, you know, politically or whatever, you could just stop selling it. 
Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. That's, that's always true. a possibility, too. Yeah, yeah and an you, you've got to wonder if that's been a factor here. You know, maybe that's one of the other numbers they're looking at, not just overall sales, but we lost some store locations. Yeah. That's going to cut into your carriers. Right. The campaign. Probably not like the big chains, but. No, of course not. But, you know, if there's a small uh, convenience store chain or yeah, something like that. up. Stops. Right. Uh, earlier this month, a brand launched a new campaign dedicated to women. This is the one I was telling you about. We discussed here, which is why I'm, which is why I'm covering this because it's a follow up. Uh, dis- uh, dubbed "Flipping the Status Quo," complete with a package featuring only female spokes candies. And the whole thing was the gimmick was the image on the package was upside down. It was only female, quote unquote, female spokes candies. The image is upside down, and it's so called "flipping the status quo." Absolutely meaningless. Pandering nonsense. The campaign aimed to raise money, they said, to support women working in creative industries. However, it drew the attention of Tucker Carlson, who dedicated an entire program to the company's ad characters, slamming their sexual orientation. <laughs> sexual orientations? These are M&Ms. <laughs> it almost didn't merit a response from somebody like him. <laughs> no, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, the program was cut into clips that went viral online with many mar- mocking Carlson, but M&M's apparently took the publicity badly. However, the decision to let the spokes candies go may lead to greater controversy. The tweet announcing their layoff had some 20,000 comments at the time of the article's publication, with many criticizing M&M's for letting the candies go under pressure from, quote, sexist and racist, unquote. <laughs> Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes, there's a... We have a session right now, and then there's a chemical castration bill as being floating around. Um, they really want to vote on this. And so, what is that? What Describe what chemical castration is. Yeah, that's the first time I heard about it, too. So if you are um, in there for sex, uh, sex offense, if you're mm-hmm. a sex molester or something, so that if you choose to get on this medication to decrease your sex drive, they could let you out of jail. So then you, mm. with a, when, you, when your sex drive is almost gone, you're not going to you know, commit that sex crime. But if you, get, if you get off and you stop taking the medication, mm-hmm. you'll be charged with a fourth-degree fourth felony or something like that. Wow. You know what? I, I got to say something. This kind of really reminds me of like um, the Middle East where you steal something. Guess what? Cut your hand They'll off. Cut, they cut your hands off and you're free. Well, that would be like actual castration, uh, surgical castration. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It's still the principle of the fact like they're destroying a part of your body. Yeah, I'm looking here at the Wikipedia story, and according to this, it is anaphrodisiac drugs. So as opposed to an aphrodisiac, anaphrodisiac uh, drugs that do the opposite of an of an aphrodisiac that uh, these reduce your libido and sexual activity. According to the story here, they say that the chemical castration is generally reversible when treatment is discontinued. So is the idea that these uh, people are sentenced to a certain number of years of chemical castration, or is it a lifetime? Well, um. That's the, I guess the, they work all of that out. Like if you say I want to cast, uh, I want the castration instead of doing five years of all your sentences, mm. they might let you off after doing three years if you choose that. If you choose that, and you're supposed to start on it like a month before to get it soaked into your system, and you have to stay on it. But once you stop taking it, 
That's what, they could put you back in jail for fourth degree felony. So I think that's the way out for people to get to shorten their sentence instead of doing the full time for a sex offense. That this is the route to shorten their sentence. I think. You no, know, I think that sounds so kind I, of like cruel know. and unusual punishment. Well, but you, do you want to be punished sitting in jail, or do you want to? Well, you got to think there might be there might be side effects of that drug that we don't know about. You might be mm-hmm. giving people cancer. Well, you you can have cancer, or you can sit in jail. What mm-hmm. if they rephr- What if they rephrased it like that? One of my favorite sites to to look at on occasion is uh, mouseprint.org. Mouseprint is a website. They update pretty much, it looks like, once a week. And uh, they're a consumer website, so they pay attention to, like, products and prices and, you know, bad deals and things like that. And one of the other things that they look at, and they've looked at over years that I've been uh, seeing this site, I've only known about it for, like, the last several years, but they uh, they do updates on downsizing, on shrinkflation, which is getting worse and worse. You're talking like taking potato chips out of the bag more yes, and more. Yes, yes. These are the guys that call this stuff out. And they've got an army of their readers, you know, going out to the grocery store. When they notice something gets cut back, they take pictures, they document it. They got the old bottle or whatever, the old uh, package, and then they got a picture of that. And then they, so they prove their claims here. So here's, here's the latest from shrinkflation, which of course for listeners that aren't familiar with the terminology, when the money supply increases, we call that inflation, right? That's uh, one of the, uh, there's certain things that happen as a result of inflation. We know that prices tend to go up. Well, what happens in the retail food business is when you kind of build a relationship with a customer, Right, like the customer is buying A and W root beer or M and M's or whatever, and they're used to getting a certain amount for a certain price. They're used to getting, you know, two liter bottle of A and W for fill in the number, right? right? Two bucks or whatever it was, a buck ten years ago, two bucks now or whatever these things cost. And these companies, they don't want to ruin the relationship. They want you to have brand loyalty. You can buy any old root beer. Right. But you gotta. Buy, they want you to buy their root beer, and so when it's time to deal with the price, uh, the costs of making the product going up because of the inflation of the money supply, costs are going up at the wholesale level. So at some point, you have to do one of three things. Okay, you have to either raise the price, and you can do a some of you can do more than one of the three things. You could do two of the three, or or all three of the three if you want to. But some combination of at least one of these three things: you can raise the price, you can cut the quality, so use cheaper ingredients, or you can cut the size and keep the price the same, and you can cut the size down. So that third one is called shrinkflation. It's when a product appears at a glance to be the same. But when you look at the details, like the amount of product in the actual container, that's when you reveal the truth of what's that's going like, on. I can imagine like idiocracy going over this and like it says family size, but then it's only like bite size, but it's labeled family size. It's gotten that bad, dude. <laughs> there seriously are fam- so, quote unquote family size packages that are literally the old size of the normal size packages now. Mm-hmm. That's they've they've shrunk all of that uh, crap down. So they are the ones. This uh, mouseprint.org. They go into it. So here's the latest from this week. 
Uh, they say this is a big one. The major brands of ice cream last did a major downsizing 15 years ago. So this has been going on. This isn't just a right. new thing. Uh, when Briars, Edie's, and others took a full cup out of their 56-ounce containers and made them 48 ounces. That's a huge drop. Yeah. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.